Stoveleg Media, igniting conversation. I'm Trisden. And I'm Ray. What we hope to do here is find a little bit of middle ground on some of these extremely polarizing social and political issues. Welcome everybody to Extreme Common Sense. What is up, Ray? Sure is done. Here we are in the studio looking like engineers. Man, you know what? Two of the least engineering <laughs> minded. <laughs> yes, uh, but it is nice to be back in our Bad Wolf studio here and uh, be face to face and not on my internet, which, and I don't even know if it's mine or yours, but when we do those Riverside shows, man, one of our internets sucks. Uh, is mine? Is yeah, it I mine? I think so. You know what? My house... I, I, you know, I'm never one to point fingers, Chris, <laughs> but I think it's yours. I'm 11 rooms away from the room with the Wi-Fi. So the next time... 11 do, rooms? Yeah. Fuck you live in Buckingham It's Palace? like four single-wide trailers all stacked <laughs> on top of each other. It's, it's great. But uh, no, I'm going to go upstairs where the Wi-Fi is next time, and, and hopefully that might eliminate it. It's just kind of far away. Yeah, it, it, it drops out. And I think when I listen back, the show sounds fine. It's just that it makes it a little difficult because it's there's long delays and you don't hear things so but it, it works out well but um we I, I have to say when i opened the door my heart jumped a little bit because there is something nice and and we've set this room up at bad wolf to really look like a studio and then you walk in and you know we each have radio backgrounds you're still in radio and studios are attractive i guess it's like a basketball player walking into a gym there's a certain excitement when you see a studio absolutely <laughs> Nothing like these microphones looking at you, yeah. you know. Yeah, it's 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 a lot of fun. So I think uh, today's going to be the start of a studio uh, run of shows that will uh, right. get us off Riverside and face to face. Get some guests in here, and we um, are tweaking our sound. We hope it sounds better. If you recall from. I don't know, maybe three shows ago now, it was um, like we were broadcasting out of an Eastern Kentucky abandoned coal mine. We were in an abandoned coal mine. We're sponsored by Jim's Abandoned Coal Mine. Yes. So we appreciate his sponsorship. There's, there's a few abandoned coal mines and a few gyms, I'm sure. Yeah, indeed. Uh, is there still coal mining that goes on in Eastern Kentucky? I guess some. Definitely, man. Definitely. I think uh, near Harlan County, Kentucky, I think there's still some active mines. But probably Eighty percent less than what it was. Oh, I'd say ninety-five yeah, percent less really, if I had yeah, to assume. Man, isn't that crazy? Yeah, and people still vote on it, which is it's that's a weird thing, right? Speaking of which, brother, we are uh, we can't give away the date, but we can say this: I think we're three weeks maybe from the big election, and uh, again, we don't have a whole lot of topics today. I know Tristan has a couple, but we can free ball a bit. And uh, <laughs> story of my life. Now it looks like uh, commando. Now it looks like um, Republicans are pulling back an edge. Like some people say Democrats peaked too soon this summer with the abortion issue. Yeah, a little of that. I think uh, we're starting to see gas prices just sneak that a little bit. help, man. Yeah, and, uh, you know, and some of Biden's big wins were, you know, six, eight weeks ago. Yes, and, and yeah, people's kinda, memories are not long. No, and it's fizzling. And, it, um, you know, I think, too, it's funny with a lot of the Trump stuff and the January 6th stuff. Oh, um, people are bored. Yeah, and people know. are, and it doesn't, it hasn't really hurt anybody to Trump's base. You know really, what right? I said, Tris? I'll go on record right now, this day, this 
whatever day in October of 2022. If this freaking guy, Donald Trump, comes through all of this without an indictment, there's a half a dozen different investigations now. The most prominent, of course, is January 6th. The Southern District of New York is on him. Tristan, if he comes through all of it with no indictment and no penalty, jail time, I think, is probably a long shot, but no penalties and runs again in 24, fuck it, I'm voting for him. (laughs) Hey, man. You just got to do Wayne's World. We're not worthy. We're not worthy. Something to be said for that. I mean, goddamn, just if you can't beat him, join him, right? Exactly. Fuck. Fuck. Jewish space lasers are real. Reality's upside down. Democrats do eat babies and suck their blood and have them hidden in caves. Fuck it. It's all true. There was one I had for lunch today, that fucking baby. You know, yeah, I'm like you, man. I just, just. just do the word Wayne's World. We're not worthy. We're, we're not, not worthy. worthy. Yes, you know, we'll start going to MAGA rallies. We'll wear a hat. Screw it. Yeah. If you can't beat him, join him. I mean, it's amazing. I mean, they're still talking about him being the God darn Republican nominee oh, in man. 24, man. You know what? And I talk to a lot of Republicans throughout the course of my week. Just, you know, I've got a lot of friends that are Republicans. And they will all tell you in a conversation they want a DeSantis to run. They're sick of Trump. But at the same time, these same guys, I know them, when they're in that ballot box, if Trump is on that, that Trump's getting that lever pulled. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know he is. Right. Even if they don't, you know. They uh, may prefer a DeSantis. Well, even if they don't, uh, um, you know, tell anyone. Even if they don't divulge that to anyone. Right. (laughs) It is endlessly fascinating. I guess this is why we like politics. Some people get, you know, so frustrated and upset. To me, it's like fucking grand entertainment. It really, it is a hundred percent. And there are situations and certain issues that do that become serious, serious yeah, and it's, frustrating. It's serious grand entertainment. Yes. Right. But no, it is. It's, it's a wonderful reality show. And by right. God, that's why Donald Trump's so good at it. He hosted right. a reality show. He right. knows, you know, but it's not only that, Tristan. He just doesn't give a shit. Like this guy is amazing. He just says it and says it and delays and just stands there with his middle finger up and it's worked for him his entire <laughs> life. You know what? It's just like the Shaggy song uh, from like 2001. Uh, yeah, you know, he his wife could walk in on him fucking three porn stars. Him. You know, videotaping it on his phone, posting to Instagram. The man would say it wasn't me. Forty percent of the country would be like, "Well, he said it wasn't him." Wasn't him. So you know, it's pretty astounding to watch him. He does not go away. It is incredible. Everything's about him. Doesn't give a rat's ass about the people who follow him. He really doesn't. He talks a good game, but he's completely full of shit. Um, the mis- most disingenuous person we've probably ever seen on the public stage. He's a demagogue, but golly, he hangs in there. So Aaron and uh, all the rest of Brandon, who I work with, all of my very uh, conservative good friends. Hell, I'm going to be with you if he's the nominee in 24. I mean, might as well, right? Well, I sort of have the Even same- if he loses, he's going to win if he well, runs. Well, that's true. You can't lose with him. That's right. <laughs> you can't lose with him. I had the same thing happen with UK basketball. I've... Just a real quick, uh, when Patino was here, I absolutely loved UK. I had moved here in 1988. Ricky came to coach him in 89 with his great Northeastern New York accent. I remember my um, insurance guy, Rob Newman, said, oh, yeah, he'll never bleed Kentucky blue. Two years later, they were ready to run Patino for governor. I was, <laughs> I was all in. 
But Rick left, Tubby came, still all in, loved Tubby, thought he kind of got a bad deal. You know, maybe he didn't get treated the best, but he left. And then uh, they brought in Gillespie, or whatever, that was a bad move, and then here comes Cal. And I've not liked John Calipari, Trizen, going all the way back to UMass. You know, he's had problems every program he ran. I'll give him credit. So far, he seemed to keep his nose clean at UK, who knows? And now it doesn't matter. The players are getting paid. But I just fell off the UK bandwagon. I was actively rooting against him. Then I went to work for EKU, doing public address and stuff, and I saw what a vacuum UK was. They kind of like it that way. Very difficult for Eastern. So for various reasons, I pendulum swung all the way from being avid big blue to saying, you know, UK, F them. The fans get a little crazy. Calipari's a cheater. I'm off the bandwagon. But I said to Lucas, guy I work with, um, if Oscar, I like this Shibway kid, if he comes back, for one more year, which I didn't think he would, I will root for UK next year because it does get old rooting against him. He came back, so I'm rooting for UK this year. Nice. I got I to honor my word, so I'm rooting for UK. And Trump, if you run in 24, <laughs> fuck it, I'll vote for you. Nice. Uh, either way, man, speaking of college sports. Fuck I don't man. know. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but could you actually vote for him? I, I mean, no, God, no, yeah, no, no, no. I mean, he's on trial for rape right now. God, no, I can't. It's on trial a, for rape. Yeah, I was. There's a Trump? there's a New York rape trial going on right now. I guess it's man. I wish I know we were going to talk about it. Rape? I don't know that it's in the trial phase. Well, it's a, I think it's there are proceedings going on about it. It's so it may not be. <laughs> yeah, and it's not even in the news. So that tells you how much of a news vacuum he is that he didn't even hear about his rape trial. But no, I, somebody. That I guess sounds like something we should know. So if people want to talk, you like look this up. He was accused of rape in a department store uh, in the late seventies. So, and I'm gonna. I have not done any research. I caught this as I was walking out of the house, and the news was on, and they were talking about it. So, is this something that just broke, or has it been on? I think it's. Or? I think it's been in the zeitgeist for a bit. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. But yeah, but to to segue from that, you say talking about sports or amateur sports. Good week to be a Vols fan, Tennessee Volunteer wow, fan. Are you? Yeah. Oh, you you got to keep that to yourself when you're visiting customers. <laughs> yeah. No, it is, man. Indeed. And it also sets up a hell of a game because I think I have this right. I believe UK is on a bye this coming weekend, and then at the end of the month, Halloween weekend, I guess they play Tennessee at UT. So that's a huge game. Tennessee 6-0. and Kentucky would love nothing more than to shit on their season. Oh, yeah. And Kentucky could turn their season around if they beat Tennessee. Right. And it's not, one of, not turn it around, but get it back. They right. were 4-0, and then exactly. lost two. They're 5-2. and two. Yeah. They would need to beat Tennessee and Georgia to really be in the hunt. So this is the chance. And they absolutely would love nothing more than to go down there and beat Tennessee. And it's one of those games. It's a rivalry game, so you never know what could happen. Uh, and, and plus... Again, I think the the rankings go out the window. Absolutely. So when you go down and it's a rivalry game, UK, UT, you know, Absolutely anything right. could really happen. But if you're watching that game, you're rooting for UT? 100%. Oh, no, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not one of these UK haters. I actually really love Calipari. Oh, I you? think he's phenomenal. Uh, I love the way he networks and the way he sort of seems like a politician and always says the right thing. Now, some of this uh, – uh, uh, when he said, "We're a, remind everybody we're a basketball school." Yeah, Not see, so cool. See, no, I, th- I think that Not was a, so cool. a rare slip up for him, or you know, maybe it wasn't a slip, but man, that was really out of character for Calipari. Yeah, it was. Now I have. Oh, oh, we go spam risk. Who's right, that? Let me, let me let me put that. Yeah, Cal Cal heard us talk. Put him on. Put spam risk on the air. Let's see what they got uh, to say. Been fun. That would have been, been good. Fun. Next time, if I do that again, I will because <laughs> uh, you know. 
I know what that Raymond, would you like to? But no, no, no. I bet they've got some Camp Lejeune money for you somewhere. Oh, Jesus, what is that all about? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, hey, I assume the water was bad at Camp Lejeune. There's Jesus a big Christ. settlement coming. Well, that's everybody's- good, I lost my train of thought now, and it was going to be probably something long-winded. But Camp Lejeune <laughs> is unbelievable. Now there's memes about it. Yeah, it's funny. But no, I, like I, I root for UK on all the days that they're not playing Tennessee. Fine with the cats. You know, they... I, you know what? I sell a lot of their stuff marketing wise. You know, I, I root for them. But again, if they're playing the Vols, yeah, no, wearing I the root, orange. I root completely for UK football. I think Coach Stoops has done a marvelous job in a situation that's tough. You he really have. You have to play in the toughest conference in the country where it's fucking Florida, Georgia, Auburn, LSU, Alabama, week after week after week. Even the off games, they lost to South Carolina this year, Missouri, Vandy. You know, Vandy is Vandy. I mean, it's it's just amazingly hard to, to coach in the SEC, and he's done a great job. And, you know, kudos. Now, there, I heard some rumor that Nebraska was obviously seeking a coach. They've been, when I, when I was a kid, Nebraska was a power. Haven't been a power in years. They're actively recruiting Mark Stoops, and they have a crazy figure of like $10 million in mind. And if UK can't match it, he might go. Wow. But, you know, who knows? Good to be Coach Stoops, I reckon. It's a pretty nice opportunity. Like, wouldn't you like to, to be at the bowling alley one day and then like a bowling alley in Louisville say, hey, we're going to give you $10 million if you come over here? You could probably do a couple years for $10 million. Yeah, I would do a, yeah, a couple years for 10 million. <laughs> as much as you like everybody locally. Yeah, probably a couple, well, Danny Hope, who I got to know quite well when Danny was given the offer at Purdue. And I think Danny came here really thinking he'd be Roy Kidd. He'd coach 30 years. He's now 63. He'd probably be maybe looking at getting out. He'd been here about 20 years or, or maybe he'd still be coaching. But when Purdue came and offered the money that they offered, he said it was the hardest, easiest decision of his life. Hard because for all the reasons I just stated, it was his he had his roots here. He really wanted to stay easy because you just couldn't say no to that money, which at that time, I actually saw that contract. It was 2006 or seven that he left for Purdue. And it was like a million, a million five, two million, 2.5. It was like $7 million. But fuck, $7 million for four years. Unbelievable. I mean, you know, that's crazy dough. That is tough to pass that up. Yeah. No matter what, you he was know. probably making 250 at Eastern. You know, yeah. might have topped out at four. Yeah. You know, so it's crazy. But apparently Coach Stoops, a huge lover of bourbon, though he's an Ohio guy. He has adopted our um, our, our favorite beverage, uh, uh, much like myself, though unfortunately I can't drink like I'd like to. But, yeah, apparently Coach Stoops, huge fan of bourbon. So that uh, makes my heart even fonder for him. Man, here's a quick story for you. Yeah, and I like Stoops, too. Let me say this, Ray. I've never drank before any of our shows. Let's um, do it. Well, I did today. And oh, cool. So let me tell you the story. One of the, <laughs> well, you're you know, not slurring. I, I, I had one shot, and this is the story. I had of? St- a stop by of uh, Top Shelf uh, Tequila. Okay. Uh, I don't know if it was Patron Don or... Don Julio. Don Julio. Oh, there nice. you go. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. So, I, you know, I, one of my proudest work arrangements is with um, the two Mexican restaurants in Richmond, Nuevo Vallarta and El Mejor. I walk in and they open up the fucking place. That's great. It's just whatever you want. And I stopped by Nuevo today because we're having quesadillas for dinner. My wife was like, "Uh, go by and get some chips and salsa on your way home. So I walk in and uh, uh, every time we sit down there, they come with shots. And and the guy's looking at me, man, it's like 1130 in the morning. And the guy's name is Bulmero. And he looks at me, he's like, 
Maybe some tequila. <laughs> and I said, I, mean, I thought he was joking. I was like, Bomero, if you're drinking, I'm drinking. He goes, here we go. <laughs> so I'm 1140 this morning, turning a shot of Don Julio. Wow. So, and I, you know, I typically don't, I like, I'll drink a little on weekends. Yeah. That's kind of my thing. Now, vacations, it's another story, but you know, never drink at work or anything like that. But 1130 on a, but, a Wednesday afternoon. That's no. it. But if a guy's bringing you a shot, he's going to do it with you. I mean, it's fucking salute, man. Salute. Here we go. Salute. So, yeah. So uh, I'm one, one shot in today. That's for the show. funny. Did yeah. you feel it? Did feel it? Yeah, I would say like, you would feel it. Yeah, yeah. Just so, just a enough. A little, yeah, yeah. Just a little all day, like just a nice little. I could see that. Yeah, that's great. So man. pretty, pretty fun. But yeah, we we are uh, fortunate here in, in in Madison County. Golly, we've got some great Mexican restaurants. Oh my God, you're not kidding. We could use other couple other little different restaurants. But some variety would be nice. Yeah, it would. I mean, all the ones except El Mejor and Nuevo Vallarta. Yeah, could I leave. mean, they're actually all good. Yeah, but we could use. Have you eaten at? Um, Probably shouldn't name drop here. You'd like to get him as a, a client, but um, uh, the one up at the north end, uh, Ma- Ma- Mamet or Mammoth. Oh, I have ate there. Yeah, it was okay. It was good. It was. Solid. It's a little different for Richmond. It's a sit down. You know, it's not fine dining, but it's certainly a step above. You know, fast food. We got a shitload of fast food. Oh, not God. a whole lot of. You know, you got Gillum's, you got that place, Mammoth. Babylon on Main Street is wonderful. Is it even open? Euro it's guys. like it's open hey, man, sometimes. Hour, yeah, his like hours, they, he's really cut back. He must be semi-retired. But shit, he's been at it about 20 years, Solomon. That place is good. Oh, God, yeah, it's great, really man. And you you walk in there and you feel like you're no longer in Richmond. You could be in, you know, a bigger city. You'd be in Chicago. I mean, it's just Definitely. a real nice vibe in there. I agree. Yeah, All it's right. awesome. So a show without topics. That's Dude. us. Yeah, so we've got a couple topics. Do you remember no what you topics. were going to say about amateur sports? You were going to say something. Maybe. Well, I, I is definitely. That, is that what it was? The, the, the shot? Amateurs? Well, I was going to mention the shot, but which is kind of amateurish in life, but it was still pretty fun. <laughs> I was going to say you'd mentioned Stoops, though. Man, Josh Hoople, I hope I'm pronouncing that right for Tennessee. He's been freaking outstanding for a couple Two years. Two years? Where'd he yeah. come from? This is second year, uh, right? I, yeah, I would have to Google. Again, I didn't do any prep for the show because we didn't know That's what we're talking we about. <laughs> but yeah, I have no idea. I'm sure a smaller school where he had a lot of success. Yeah. And here he is. But man, that guy, I hope we lock him in for about the next 30 years. Yeah. Oh, we. Wow. So you are a Tennessee guy. <laughs> oh, definitely. Never been a huge fan of the Wee's, uh, Tristan. Like, all right. So if Matt Yeager uses we with the University of Kentucky, that's perfectly fine because he's a graduate. He's an alum. He spent his money. If you use we with Berea College, that's cool. I work for Eastern. I call basketball. So I could even extend it to a we there. But when you're just a fan of a team like, you know, the Mets, you're not really we, are you? Or is it just show your show your allegiance to them? I, yeah, I think it's more of an allegiance thing and yeah, just a I, lazy I can, way to us. Instead of, you know, it's like uh, the office when he's, uh, shit, the guy's cutting down on his words. So he says, like, me walk store instead oh, really? of I'm going to walk to the store. It's like instead of saying, <laughs> That's funny. as a fan of the Cincinnati Reds, it's just saying, you know, we hope we get Barry Larkin, you know. Now, you've got a couple topics, but there's something we can talk about. There's a lot of people pissed off, namely in L.A. who root for the Dodgers in New York, who root for the Mets and in Atlanta, who root for the Braves about the playoff system. My brother was sending some texts, huge Met fan, spent his summer watching them. And he's like, this fucking new playoff system. Well, actually, what he said was it's a new playoff system. System and it showed a flaw. And maybe they didn't realize it was a flaw, but there's teams that won 112, 110 games who never had a seven-game series in the postseason. Wow, yeah. 
they'll get knocked out of a chance to go to the World Series and never played seven games. That's crazy. Yeah, I didn't think about that. But at the same time, it does kill the one-game playoff, right? So then there's two. Yeah, it kills the one-game playoff. But, right. I mean, if you're the best team at five, don't you have to be or the best in seven? Don't you also have to be the best kind in five? Kind of a little bit of sour grapes, right. And yeah. the people in San Diego certainly aren't bitching. I mean, now you've got the Padres-Phillies winner going to the World Series. Boy, you could have gotten long odds on that. Yeah. You had the Braves defending champs, Dodgers, Cardinals, Mets, all ahead of them. Maybe another team or two. Yeah. I mean, Giants, well, Giants weren't too good this year. But golly, man, Philly and San Diego, and San Diego is loaded. Yeah, they really and are. And they don't even have the one dude who's suspended. Tatis? Yes, he's yeah. suspended. He's not even there. Yeah. I mean, it's they're a good team and maybe for some years. And that's probably a big enough market to keep those guys paid, San Diego. I would think so. Yeah. yeah. And and I think with the teams they've had for the last couple of years, they've underperformed. So I maybe they're just coming together. I think the Phillies beat them last night. We always say we're not going to give the date away. Then we reference five things. That, well, you know, that's the so nice it is thing. Tuesday, October. <laughs> what is today? 20th? Wednesday. The Oh, um, shit. I am off. 18th. Wednesday the 18th. 19th. God, I'm an idiot. But uh, (laughs) the nice thing where we're so far behind in shows, like we're just recording it and dropping it. We are. Used to be we would be three, four shows shows ahead, ahead, and then we would be a little more ambiguous. And and this isn't bad because this should drop, you know, Friday. So that's kind of cool. So we can be a little more time Current events, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's true. But um, also, Tristan... Man, I know nobody wants to do it, but lop 10 fucking games off the baseball season. Go back to 100 and go, well, they used to be 154 and be done by Halloween. They're going to be playing. If it goes seven games, they're playing the 4th or 5th of November. It's a lot. You know, yeah, but you shouldn't be playing baseball in November. It's October. It's Mr. October, not Mr. That's November. That's Mr. A- November should be, you know, Brett Favre, Joe Montana. Yeah, I don't completely disagree with that. As a fan, it would be tough to, tough to have those words come out of my mouth. But I was watching a Jimmy Kimmel interview with Mookie Betts, the Dodgers yeah, yeah, outfielder, yeah. last week. And man, He's a tremendous bowler. He is a tremendous bowler. Yeah. I saw that on like a yeah. sports center or something. Yeah. But he, to hear him interviewed, and Kimmel was like, no, oh, it's a lot of games, right? And Mookie was just like, God. <laughs> and usually I think that's funny. Well, and they, these guys are media trained to like, you know, you never want to sound Say like the right you're, thing. Yeah. Right. You don't want to sound like you're not great. One for, game at a time. Yeah. You know, right, and, right, but right. he was just very much like, Oh my God, that's such it. a drain. And that, I was like, man, how and about that tells that? me, I, cause my joke used to be there were days when Derek Jeter would walk out to shortstop at Yankee stadium and say, God. Dang, another effing baseball game. <laughs> and then he'd realize, I'm Derek Jeter. I'm making $20 million a year. Every woman wants me. All right, life is good. Yeah, indeed. <laughs> but no, I, I definitely feel that's something that, you know, guys have felt that for 100 years. Ever, well, But to come out and say it was. All right, so prior to the steroid age, there was the amphetamine age. Right. The greenies. Yeah. And one of the biggest proponents, and I... I in my mind, the greatest baseball player ever, you, you probably, if you disagree, you'll only disagree slightly. But my choice of the greatest baseball player ever is Willie Mays. And Mr. Mays was known for, and he, it, would, it would never be uh, precipitated by him. He would never say a word. But somewhere around the 1st of August, one of the veterans would go, you go see Willie. You know, the kid would be like, oh, my God, another baseball. Go see go, go see Willie. Yeah, go see Willie. And Willie would help him out with some greenies, with some amphetamines. Really? Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. And again, that's kind of what? It's more of a stimulant than coffee, but probably not cocaine, right? Right. Right. So, it's, well, basically all the uh, diet pills, that's what they yeah. were. They were amphetamine. Because right. it speeds your metabolism up. Gives yeah. you energy. You don't want to eat anything. Yeah. Because you're kind of hyped up. True. And you're ready to play nine more innings of baseball. 
Yeah. See, I'm I'm pretty cool with that. You agree with my assessment of Willie? Oh, yeah. Tough to argue against Willie Mays as an all-time top player. You're a baseball guy. They talk about the five things, right, which is to hit, hit with power, run, throw, field. Willie was great at all five. Five to 100%. Yeah, I guess Mike Trout is. 660 home runs. 660 home runs. Yeah. Yeah. Tough to, tough to, I mean, again. Cannon for an arm. You can make arguments for other guys. Fast as could be. Yeah. Yeah. I, I go with Willie as the greatest baseball player ever. Yeah. Ted Williams probably the greatest hitter ever. He thought so. Well, I mean, the man, you know, his last game, he hit 406, and you got to give him this. He was at like 401. They had a doubleheader. A manager said, let me sit you. You'll be the first guy in 50 years to hit 400 or whatever, 30 years. He said, no, I'm playing, and went like five for seven in the yeah, doubleheader. that was awesome. Ballsy. Yeah. And he used to talk to Tristan about hitting parts of the baseball, hitting the bottom of the baseball if he wanted to drive it, hitting the top of the baseball if he wanted to hit a liner. I've read I his mean, book. That's pretty crazy. Yeah, very detail-oriented. Yeah. Now, wasn't a great fielder. Didn't really, you know, wasn't really stealing bases. But as far as hitting a baseball, perhaps the greatest hitter ever. It's pretty phenomenal. Yeah, I'm a Ruth guy. Like, I, it's amazing I, what he did. And again, I think you, you're seeing shades of that with Otani. But, you know, if he does it yeah. for 25 years, I might say he's the greatest of all time. Well, the thing with Babe Ruth is you had Babe Ruth hitting 60 homers and the next guy second had like 19. Right. I mean, come on. In, in a good year. In a, I mean, that's right. crazy. The dead ball and the state. Now, they built Yankee Stadium with the short porch, which helped the Bay. But he earned that. That didn't, he didn't play it. Yeah, it wasn't, game wasn't 260. Right. Yeah. It was, it was still two, legit. It was 299 straight down the line. That, that, yeah. Cut out, but yeah. I mean, he played some years with deeper fences, and it would be interesting to look at his 714. How many were hit in Yankee Stadium? I True. Mean, if it's half and half, then no big deal. And there's a great there's a great flow chart that shows uh, Ruth's home runs during that season that he that he had 60, 60. 60. and it the home runs he hit. Like, if, if it would have been in a modern stadium, would have been like 85. Oh, no kidding. Because tons of long fly balls. Cra- there was no symmetrical stadiums. No, I mean, agree. Well, Yankee – all right, so Yankee Stadium was – I mean, I know it pretty well having grown up there. It was the same ballpark he played in. Straight down the right field line was 299. Then it cut out to 350-ish in, in, in right center. Dead center field, Triz, in Yankee Stadium, 463 feet from home plate. Oh, that's a shot. They used to have monuments out there on the field because it was so rare for a ball to travel that far. 460. <laughs> a couple of home runs hit the dead center. Yeah. Mantle hit one or two. I mean, Mickey. Mickey's another one. He just, you know, injuries. Oh, God, yeah. The, what he would have been without that major knee injury would have been unbelievable. Yeah, but my thing about Ruth is he was the best pitcher in the game, and they moved him to hitting to tell you how good of a hitter he was. Yeah. So, when yeah. you, like, and you look, he's got some early World Series pitching records that are insane, like yeah, 19 no, scoreless World Series innings uh, pitched or something like that. he was on the like Red that. Sox, right? Right. Prior to the Yankees. So, I mean, yeah. if you just imagine – you know, to be the best pitcher of your time for a span and the best hitter, essentially, for the duration it's of your playing is crazy. It's pretty unreal. And, of course, you know the rumors that he – well, I won't use the word, but Ty Cobb used to call him the N-word, that N-word from New York, because there were rumors that Ty Cobb was – at least half African American. Babe had some some. Yeah, that's uh, what did I say, say Ty Cobb? Babe, say Babe, yes. I'm sorry, Babe Ruth had some African American blood. You right, know, he had the kind of the wider nose and so forth. He was adopted. wasn't really sure, but um, regardless, what he accomplished at that time was just incredible. That's fine. I think nice. it's just a, yeah. No, I think what Babe was able to accomplish, you know, and also not to be melodramatic, but as a human being, like he had his problems with women and alcohol. 
but like he was very much in love with kids of all always you know. always helped kids well because he had such a tough childhood right always always was very very helpful to kids and you know there's a very interesting madison county kentucky connection to ty cobb which is earl combs you know right. eastern plays baseball at earl combs babe field. ruth you said well, ty i said again. cobb again yeah. thank you man Ty, Cobb must be on my mind, who apparently was a racist prick. But I'm sorry. I'm, Are you I'm, related to Cobb? I'm, yeah. That's a great movie with Tommy Lee Jones. It was really good. Yeah, yeah. Good book, too. But yeah. By but, uh, Madison County connection to Babe Ruth, which is that Earl Combs, who was technically, I think, from Garrett County, but cut his teeth here, played at the EKU Normal School, and 10 years with the New York Yankees. He's in the Hall of Fame. He was on that 2017, 1927, which they say perhaps the greatest baseball team ever. Murderer's Row. Yeah, Murderer's Row, of, of which he wasn't a part. He was the leadoff hitter and the center fielder. But the most interesting thing to me, Tristan, is that he was Babe Ruth's roommate for a number of years. Now, what kind of stories do you have to tell when your Babe Ruth? How many think of the conditions that Earl Combs saw Babe Ruth in coming back to the hotel? Man, wouldn't now too many hot dogs again, eh, Babe? God, could you imagine grabbing a beer with Earl Combs circa 1970 (laughs) and just hearing him talk? Man, that would have been amazing. No, he was. What was his position at Eastern for several years? Uh, I think he was uh, AD. Yeah, or one of the associate ADs. May have been AD. Up up through part of the 70s, right? Yes, yes. Uh, Dave Park, a very dear friend of mine who's since passed, worked for uh, Earl and and actually said he was a bit crusty at that point. But, uh, you know, he's a very Christian man. And, you know, talk about going to Paris. I mean, he's here from Bumfizzle, Kentucky, up in New York. And rooming with Babe Ruth. I mean, good Lord. Yeah, that's pretty outstanding. <laughs> you know, I mean, what did Babe not get away with? Pretty much whatever the fuck he wanted. I would Used say. Used to wreck cars. Was Apparently was a terrible driver. Yeah. And wrecked like half a dozen cars. <laughs> and they just would cover up for him. Yeah. You know, Those and, were the days. And you're right. It's, he stayed married, but his wife put up with a lot because oh, he was no an question. intense womanizer. Almost, almost as much as our wives. Yes. 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 It's on, yeah. on that scale somewhere. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> but at any rate, so that's baseball. Um, well, so what do you got? Well, I'll say this. Babe Ruth never had to pay off a student loan. Oh. Did and you I were proactive and went on that week, website that yeah, Uncle Joe the, talked about just the other exactly, day? Exactly. It just dropped. Very cool. I saw it on uh, social media. And you know what? It was nice, man. It was like a click-through link to the website uh, through, I guess, us.gov or whatever it is. I mean, it took like 20 seconds to apply. So is there a finite amount of money or everybody who applies gets it? But if you don't apply, you get it left out? That's my assumption. I don't I don't think there's a cutoff at a certain point once oh, the money's shit. gone. I think it just, if you have the federal loan money and you're in the qualification, you're going to get it. Brielle is not the most. Brielle listens to us, so I would never call her lazy. God La- bless you, Brielle. God lazy. bless you. Thank you. Lazy. Uh, breezy, you got to get that. You got to get it filled out, honey, because that's just free money. And it takes, Brielle takes 30 seconds. I Knock actually that sent out. Um, an article from the LA Times about where to go. Um, I sent it to Patty, uh, my wife, Patty, Brielle, and Raymond, our two kids. And, um, you know, they need to get on there and, and do that. Yes. But it was simple. Man, I mean, literally, like the time it takes you to send a text message. Oh, shit. I think the what they wanted from you was name, address, social security number, wow. and hit send. And they will update you as the process happens. So they made it very idiot-proof. One million percent. Even a college graduate in America can get right <laughs> through it. Which is funny because my wife is attempting to sub in Madison County right here 
in our home in our home county. And, you know, Patty's got 36 years experience in a classroom and I get them wanting to get information and make sure, you know, everything's good. But Tristan, it's like applying for a fucking job at the Pentagon. Oh, God. It's yeah. unbelievable. And I, she's starting to get a little frustrated and she's saying, you know, maybe I should just take this as a sign that I don't need to sub anymore. That, or, I, I did that. I was going to sub a little bit after college as I was doing carpet cleaning. So funny story, you walk in, at least this was circa 2004. I was going to say, now post, oh yeah, circa 2000, okay, yeah. So they give you a stack of papers to sign. It's yeah, it's like a dictionary of shit you've got to go through, So which is good. These people are going to be around kids. It's probably fine. Yes, that, you yes. Know, you, you do want, you'd rather more yes. than less paperwork. That's right. But <laughs> as I went through it, it was funny, man. I filled out all this paperwork. I was like, you know, this will be a nice little one, a day or two a week gig or something. And I get through all this and somewhere at the end of it, or if I'm turning the papers in now, C's get degrees, but with a 2.4 GPA, you cannot teach public school. So since I didn't, since I wasn't, you had to have a 2.5 and I had a (laughs) 2.4, I was not eligible to be a sub. No shit. I was and not you eligible. you couldn't uh, fudge that. They I actually not, asked well, for a record? Well, I mean, I wasn't going to lie about it and you know, oh, get man, drug out funny, of a school. Dude. I knew I was that a 2-4. And you know what's funny? I, I did a year at community college, which was you know probably like a 3-8. So looking back, it may have... Balance, you know, it may have been cumulative and I would have been fine. Yeah, there you go. So, but I just said, all right. Cumulative is a big word. You should have used a word like cumulative or ubiquitous. And they just said, Ooh, ah, fuck the 2.4. Good call. S- a similar story, um, kind of a similar situation, educationally related. Raymond wound up a governor scholar, which like my nephew who went to Yale, Tommy's son, who's actually getting married November 5th. So yeah. congratulations, Kyle and Ann. I always tease him and say I lost all respect for Yale when they took him. Right? <laughs> Ray got a governor scholar, um, which is pretty high honor in the state of Kentucky. You can go to any state school free, basically. That's nice. They cover your tuition. So it's about a $40,000 scholarship over the course of uh, four years. And I think we're still on the hook for, twi- uh, for uh, room and board. But you have to get a 28. To, otherwise, if you if you get less than a twenty eight on your ACT, they give you a thousand dollars. If you yeah. get a twenty eight, you get ten grand. Wow! He took that fucking test three times, twenty seven, twenty six. I think it was twenty six, twenty seven, twenty seven. I said to Patty, undisputedly, I think of myself as a relatively honest person, but without a doubt, I would have that kid cheat for nine thousand dollars <laughs> because who gives a fuck? Nobody's going to remember the score, right? But instead, we took him to Lexington to a tutor, cost us five hundred bucks, and this guy guaranteed one or two point increase. And I'll be damned if he didn't actually wind up with a thirty. Oh, that's after awesome! Going. So not only did he get the twenty eight, he got to a thirty, but we spent five hundred bucks. He took like six weeks of classes with this dude, whatever they do, yeah. and so he got his. He was eligible. For for the governor scholar, but I hey, remember that's nice. we're opening that en- envelope tentatively. It's, ah, fuck, 27. Jesus, if, <laughs> if there's a way this kid needs one question and I can give him the answer, I'm going to do it for nine grand. Yeah, I, I'm with you. <laughs> I, I consider myself a relatively honest guy, but unquestionably. There's, a couple of situations where it's like, man, come on now. It wasn't me. It wasn't me. Just Donald Trump in it. Did you cheat on the ACT? It wasn't me. But there's video of you feeding your son answers. It wasn't me. Okay, Mr. Trump, we believe you. Oh man! What else you got? Throw it at me. Um, well, congratulations, by the way, on getting that app done. I wonder how many people. I guess it didn't crash the website. No, I, apparently, and I, that's something they were probably pretty. Oh, they had to really pretty on top of thing. because yeah. yeah, they didn't want the rollout to be the Obamacare rollout. Another thing, Tristan, that that addled, dribbling, spit dribbling old man who doesn't know what room he is has accomplished. 
Yeah, there's been some stuff. I mean, you know, you may not like it all, but he's you done some things. you ever watch the Gutfeld kid? Did you ever put it on No, yet? I wanted to and put forgot it on, to. Yeah, it's just, you got it. to. That'll give us something to talk about because it's just amazing. It's fucking amazing. Oh, Lord. Yeah, I'd, I'd like to I'd like to watch it. I think sounds, our fucking language has gotten much worse. Yeah, thanks to your brother, whoever said that it didn't sound real with us because we were very cautious in the early episodes. Oh, man, I, I, I'm not sure Troy's a fan. I think he still winces a little bit, and, and I get it. You know, not for everybody. But um, I don't know. It just flows. I didn't know that. Well, you know what? The nice thing, Ray, if nothing else, we may have no listeners, but it is a nice release <laughs> to come here and just talk for an hour uncensored. I think so. You know, because I would never talk in a social situation the way you and I talk, which is ironic that I, in a polite situation amongst family, I would say none of this. Yeah, true. But then I will come on, you know, and give it public record and say, you know, cousin, everything in the world. So, yeah, ironically that, enough. That is, yeah, I, I wouldn't disagree. Yeah. All right. What else you got? How about Trump's subpoena, man? What's what's that mean? Ah, uh, man. I Anything? Think no. Okay. I think it means nothing. First of all, those congressional subpoenas have no teeth. You know, now if if the if the uh, Southern District of New York indicts and subpoenas him, then you know they have legal recourse. You can actually be arrested. But but do you want to have a former president love him, hate him, or indifferent? Really, in in, in handcuffs, being led into a police car, an FBI? I, I don't. I don't. Here's my thing. I just think if you think that's what Hillary deserved, if you think that's what Obama needed, if you think that's what Biden needs, then fuck yes. Lock her up. Lock her up. Exactly. That's fair. It can't be our side gets a pass because we don't want abortions, but your side, fuck you're a bunch of corrupt, non-Christian, whatever, communists. So look, it's just got to be the same. So again, if it's lock her up, it's got to be lock him up if Proven guilty in a court of law, not for nothing, not for hearsay. But if it goes through the proper channels and you're doing this shit and it's corrupt and it's wrong, then I guess you do. Like, I guess that's the precedent that needs to be set. If we're going to chant lock her up at rallies and he's committing crimes, he has to be held accountable. That's a very fair point. Yeah. I was watching this thing on PBS last night about Mike Flynn, you know, General Flynn. Yeah. And probably Flynn. Huh? Proud boy Flynn. Proud boy Flynn. I mean, he's he's the second most desired uh, right wing speaker, if you will, after Trump. But the Christian element, which he himself, he's a Roman Catholic. But you know, these guys are all, you know, they they take advantage of situations, grandstanders. But the 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 Christian element, that's all part of that whole ultra right wing movement, is really overwhelming. In what way? It's just very much, you know, Jesus is the king, but Trump is his hand chosen. That's pretty fascinating, you know, some of that stuff. Weird. Yeah, weird, man. Well, it's, you know, th- these are the same folks. And, and God love most of the people I know are Christians. I love them to death. They're oh, there's wonderful f- Christians. Phenomenal people. But these are the kind of. But it, it is the people that have been able to tie in this guy who fucks porn stars and gets all the divorces. And, by you know, by most normal, rational standards, is pretty corrupt in his business dealings. You know, hence everything. So yeah, stiffs people doesn't pay him. He doesn't pay his workers. You know, a lot of pretty non-Christian things about this guy. Like oh, I, God. I am amazed. Now oh, again, God. He, he's done a lot of things on the Christian agenda. But where do you lose your soul? Where's the point where you're saying we can get everything we want, but you're almost signing a deal with the devil to get it? I certainly think so. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it, you know, the guy that I feel bad for is Mike Pence. Now I don't know that I agree with a whole lot with uh, Vice President Pence, 
But I think he 100% passes the neighbor test. I think he's a wholesome guy. I've watched his career since he was a congressman in from Indiana. And, you know, I think he's a serious man. You know, is, is he a little too corny with I can't be in a room with a woman who's not my wife? Yeah, maybe easy to pick on. But I think he's genuine in that. Again, I think he'd make a great neighbor. But golly, you look at a guy like him and you could argue that he threw all of that out the window, you know, Bending the knee, as they say now, with Game of Thrones and House of Dragons <laughs> in the in the uh, zeitgeist, that he threw all that out the window, bending the knee to a piece of shit like Trump. It's definitely hard to argue as somebody with a moral a piece real of shit. He may be a yeah. nice man, Mr. Trump, but morally, piece of shit. Sure. And so, yeah, I, I think that's something, you know, he's going to have to reckon with for the rest of his career. And, you know, I think a lot of good Republicans still like Mike Pence, but the Trump folks now hate him. And I don't know that he has a home anymore. He probably does. He's uh, Liz Cheney. Yeah, he probably doesn't. It's it, Yeah, he's a little bit of Liz Cheney. And I, it's just all so confusing. There is no more rock-ribbed Republican family than the Cheneys. And now she's an outcast. Did you see the SNL skit? Oh, it was great. Oh, my God. <laughs> you got to give them credit on that one. Have you seen each of the shows? Because you're an SNL yeah. fan. I thought the opening with the Manning Brothers was wonderful. The oh, first God, night. that was so good. Yeah, because yeah. that dude, uh, I can't think of his name. He looked like Miles Peyton. Teller. Yes, he looked like Peyton. Looked and sounded and just sounded, like I him. mean, that was great. The second week was shitty. It was like, uh, it was not even a, it was like a bit. It wasn't very good. I can't even remember. It wasn't great. Was that, but the, um, the, the, the lady that performed and was that the same show? Uh, Megan the Stallion. I mean, Megan the Stallion. That was this was that? past week. Okay. But they oh. opened with, uh, they opened with uh, the January 6th hearings and made them yes. all look like idiots. And right. it was, and then somebody from Fox, I didn't see this, but Yeager told me somebody from Fox wrote in and said, Oh, finally SNL gets around to poking some fun at Democrats. Really? What the, I mean, they've poked fun at, you know, it's just crazy. They probably had that's, nine guys. That's why you have to watch this Gutfeld show. Really only 10 minutes of, of one show will do it, but watch two, watch pieces of two or three shows one night and we'll talk about it because it's pretty, Pretty damn entertaining. Yeah, definitely will. I'm writing it on my hand because that's what grown folks do and yeah. they need to remember something. Yeah, but it's 11 o'clock on Fox. Just roll over. The, you, you need to catch it at the beginning, though, because he always does like a, the point or whatever. And he starts with just 10 minutes of just fucking nonsense. <laughs> nice. I mean, but yeah, SNL had like nine different guys playing Bill Clinton, by the way. So exactly. it's not like they completely ignored Democrat exactly. politics. But I saw... And, and this might be complete speculation on my part or uh, whatever that other word is where you put a feeling into somebody that may not exist at all. But Liz Cheney looks a little defeated now. I hadn't noticed that. Okay. Well, it could just be me projecting. It could okay. be me projecting. But I thought she looked a little defeated. But I, you know, Tristan, Jesus, if she runs, I would really have, I mean, I'm sort of tongue in cheek with Trump. And again, kind of like Pence, I don't know that she has a home. But um, I, I think you talk about a profile in courage. I mean, God dang. You put her on a ticket to me with like a moderate, like a John Kasich or Adam Kinzinger. And she's maybe the to get the base. a little. Well, the old Republican base, the yeah. old conservative base. Man, that's, that's a ticket I would consider. And but how yeah, many left to center Dems like us could she win over? I think I'd have to consider I her. think quite a few. There's a lot of people in the middle working class that feels like, our party is too worried about identity politics, and you throw out a few bones to people like you and me, you could get our vote. Yeah. Now, but again, I don't know if you have a Republican ticket that doesn't have a, a Trump guy on it in the next 16 years. DeSantis. He didn't help himself with the go-go boots. Oh, man. He got a lot of shit for those boots. <laughs> 
what no, are you the, thinking? Like my, my late brother-in-law would say, is there not a mirror in that house? But you, you're not telling me there's one aide that says, oh, sir, no, uh, sir, come on. You know, Jesus We're not wearing the, the bright white with the je- <laughs> fucking golly. go-go boots. Dallas Cowboy no, cheerleader. Yeah. Well, they just, the media just had a field day with that. But again, it's one of those political things that will go away. But yeah, look, pretty Dukakis silly. Dukakis in the tank. You're probably too young to remember oh, that. I remember that. Oh, my God. Yeah. Who the f- thought that was a good idea? I mean, come on. <laughs> there's been some some great ones. I tell you what, there's a the Lexington mayor, mayoral candidate right now. And his commercials on yeah, it, Kleber or something like that. He's trying to make crime a big issue. Yeah, yeah. And he, yes. And one of his TV commercials, he's like, I don't really have all the answers. I thought that was okay, though, Tristan. Really? I did. Because you know what? There's a little bit of um, wholesomeness in that. Like, I'm not going to come here in the wake of the Donald Trump, just to use that, who knew everything. This guy's willing to say, you know what? I might not have all the answers, but I'm going to work hard and bring in people who can help me out. I didn't think that hurt him, but, you know, that could just be me. <laughs> to you, me you looked at it another way and said, I, oh, you never say that? You know what I think? I think that works on liberals. I think the Donald Trump people are going to see that. What do you mean you don't know what the fuck you're doing or you don't know everything? Could be. I think they like that, you know, that person that comes in and acts like they know it all. Well, Rush Limbaugh. Yeah, exactly. You know everything. John Hannity. He knows everything. All sure. you got to do is ask him. So I think you can be a Democrat, but I, st- I wouldn't give them that to beat me over the head with. Interesting. To me. That's interesting. Yeah, because I took it the other way, but that may be because I do lean left and I realize I don't know everything. No, I think in casual conversation, it's a great thing to admit. And I think it, but when it you're does running work. for office, interesting. I, yeah, I don't know that I would. would well, he's not going to win because that Linda Gordon did a decent job and she's probably old, flexing in money. But uh, yeah, it's interesting, man. And we are only a couple, three weeks away from this whole culmination of these races <laughs> fucking herschel walker still manages oh, to hang in some man, what a nut job. i got this badge oh, <laughs> that goodness. was what a weird moment <sighs> and uh i guess um oz has 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 narrowed the gap with fetterman um actually i think ryan has narrowed the gap with vance the, the democrat yeah um i like they're, ryan they're, i've liked him right totally for a long time i liked ryan. him four years ago when he ran for uh president uh no when he ran for uh, con- congress uh, uh, the speaker when he ran for oh, the speaker's okay. job yeah and of course pelosi buried him but i've liked tim ryan for for a while yeah i would like to see him win but it is man neck and neck yeah Indeed. It just depends. I, I, you know, who knows what it depends on turnout. And now we've got a couple of odd um, amendments in Kentucky. I, I don't say odd, but uh, I guess they're oddly worded. But my what was recommended to me is just vote no on both of them, because one is abortion, where it would sort of be like uh, the Kansas vote, where abortion would be basically outlawed in the state of Kentucky. I think that's amendment two. Yeah. So I personally would vote against that. And the other is about giving the legislature the right to call a special session, which is now the purview of the governor. And a lot of people think that that's too much power for the legislature to have. The governor should have some special powers because he or she is the governor after all. Right. So I, my recommendation is vote no uh, against both amendments. Now, some people hear that and say, well, if that liberal asshole is voting no, I'll vote yes for both of them. <laughs> so, yeah, the going against the governor, man. Surprise. Well, it's Bashir, you know. Yeah. Now he's up for re-election next year, and that's going to be interesting because he's been a pretty successful governor. Yeah, you know, I mean, but again, coming from our side of the aisle, it does feel that way. But I don't know that the other side feels that way. 
Well, I mean, I'm talking uh, COVID. I'm talking the the floods and the tornadoes. He was very proactive. That's true. I'll yeah. give him that. And, and the, the vibe Which that I got. pretty nonpartisan issues. Yeah. Well, what I kept hearing after um, COVID, everybody loved him for like three months in. The fourth then month, got to be he's overstepping his boundaries. And now he's making our kids not go to school. Right. And, you know, so then there was a whole lot of anti-governor pushback that I saw. So, again, I don't know how that resonates in his, you know, upcoming yeah, election. I, I, I agree. But no, I think that back to that Trump subpoena, I, I don't think anything comes of it. I think it's, uh, I don't know if you'd say grandstanding by the committee, but I mean, their work is pretty much done by all accounts. Republicans will take back the House, even if it's not in the numbers that they thought it should be enough to um, to get Republicans in. Gerrymandering plays a role, which doesn't really <coughs> get talked about, but there's a lot of districts. So here's the fucked up thing in America. Democrats get more votes than Republicans do. Again, this is a fact. You can look it up. But they get less seats because of gerrymandering. Isn't that fascinating? It's fucked up. Correct. Fascinating and fucked up. Yeah. It shouldn't be that way. More people vote for Democrats in America than vote for Republicans, yet Republicans will have a greater representation. I mean, Mar makes that case with the two Dakotas. North and South Dakota has an aggregate population of maybe a million and a half people, and they've got four U.S. senators. California has 42 million and has two U.S. senators. And I know that you make it up in the House with Congress people, but still, man, it's supposed to balance in the House. That seems a little effed up. You know, just call it the Dakota Territory and give them two. Well, Do and, they really need four senators out of North and South Dakota? I don't disagree, but it is fascinating. And, uh, you know, it just feels like Republicans are better at gerrymandering and playing that shitty game. Because yeah, I think so. Democrats, it feels like, again, to your point, always have more votes. But it doesn't fucking matter. Yeah, it's very bizarre. And we've yeah. even seen it now twice in five elections at the highest level, right? Hillary, we know Hillary got more votes than Trump and lost. And the only real thing we know about two, the 2000 election, now to be fair, which we try to be, because Lucas said to me this to me one time, well, now you're saying that maybe that 2000 election wasn't right, but you don't want people to say uh, 2020 wasn't right. So you as a liberal or a lefty, um, left of center, I like that term, progressive, would say the 2000 election you think might have been stolen from Gore, but you don't want us. OK, that's a fair point. I'll give you that. You know, now you're shaking your head. No. But all we know about that 2000, what we know for sure about that 2000 election is Al Gore got more of the popular vote, but he didn't become Correct. president. Hillary Clinton got more of the popular vote. She did not become president. So not only does it happen in the House, it happens at the highest level for president. That's where true. more people vote Democratic, but they don't get their candidate choice. Right. Well, and the reason I was shaking my head is not, yeah, that's a fair thing to say. And that's probably a fair thing to say for the first two months after the election where there's uh, all the trials and, you know, Trump's taking every alleged, uh, you know, course of action, course of action he could take because of, you know, alleged voter fraud. So, yeah, I mean, there's a point. Like, look, let him challenge it. Let him challenge it in courts. I think I speak for you, too. If, if he won it, man, he deserves to be president. But there's a point after a few months of that where you're just fracturing the country. I mean, I'm sure right. I sound like a broken record. So, yes. That's Which Al Gore did not do. Correct. So that that's true through, you know, January 6th after the election. Well, and here's another way that works. That's a great point. So once Al Gore stood up on, I think, like the 12th of December and said, OK, yeah. Supreme Court ruled. I may not agree, but I, for the sake of the country, George Bush is the president. People like me who voted for Gore said, OK, then Bush is the president. Let's move on. Exactly. These 
fucking mega followers. Never. They, I, you can see the numbers of people running for Congress. There's like 240 election deniers that wow. are running as Republicans. Unbelievable. It really is unbelievable. It's scary, too. It's scary for the well, future. It's the end of the... It's We could be watching American democracy unfold. Yeah. So this is not a very good segue, but I've talked a little bit about this on um, on the podcast. So uh, I thought I would tell you on air... I spoke to my dad via email this week. That's a terrible segue. The worst segue. Probably by who? My dad sent me an email to, to just kind of check in and say hi. Um, uh, wow. So you're opening your emails and you're like, oh, my goodness. Yeah. It's just what the. What you get the, a little anxious? I don't know. Maybe just a little bit. Yeah. Like you just get that little spike. Like, sure. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was like if you had like an ex-girlfriend or something message you and you're just like, ah, you know, just that weird feeling kind of. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, man, it's wild. I haven't spoke to him at least a couple years. And so it's just this weird. We've got this. And what was he asking? Just checking General? in, saying hi, and sort of, I guess, my understanding at least was kind of wanted to rekindle a friendship of some kind. So what and, is the salutation? Hey, Tristan, it's dad? Yeah, essentially. Wow. Yeah. So he's kind of come in and out of your life. That's That's been my understanding of my history with him is it feels like, when we're in communication, like he's the best guy and we have the best communication and then like a normal thing. And, and you've got kids and I'm sure plenty of family members where your sister, he referenced a lot. I'm sure you take a month off with her oh, yeah. more than, you know, more than not. <laughs> yeah. But it feels like we'll have one of those little things where you're like, ah, oh, that got on his nerves or mine or whatever. But then he's gone for like two years. So it's like these little things. Now, yeah. see, you are communicating during that two-year absence you're just not conversing he's communicating a message or you are by not you know oh no no that's, that's fair yeah that's no, one that's thing i learned in college it cost yeah. me it cost me whatever it cost me probably only five grand back in the late <laughs> 70s and early 80s but barry morgenstern was a yeah. interpersonal communication a great professor. point and, my and degree. he said to us there's no such thing as non-communication you, you, if you go a week not talking to your wife you're communicating strongly you're just not conversing right <laughs> yeah so that's well, true my boss always says you know sometimes no response is the response yeah, exactly so yeah that, that's kind of true and it's just been, you know, it's one of those weird things, man, because I think everybody would rather be on good terms with their family sure. in a perfect world. Sure. But then you also want to not be in a situation. Well, not to get too personal, but was there anything in the email that did r rattle you or tick you off? Or? No, no, not really. I mean, it's I guess my issue at this point is just it's not that I don't want a relationship with my dad, as I think most people probably would. It's just if, if we're going to try to have any kind of a relationship, we should probably work towards making sure the thing that has happened every time we've ever had a relationship since I was a little kid, probably 10 years old, that we'll have a really good year and then we won't talk for a year. Then he goes away. Whatever. So, like, I don't want to do that anymore. So I have to be comfortable with that for me. That's like the boundary that I have to have. At oh, this you point. answered him? Yeah. I responded okay. right away, you know, and basically told him that I'm, you know. Look, I love him. I always wish him well. I think he's, a, I always say he's a very moral, like good dude uh, in his heart and very talented in his music, but also not the, hasn't been the best dad. So, I mean, again, for me, I just, I need the uh, consistency of having somebody that is, you know, willing to have an argument with me and still, you know, take a week off and then say, fucking, let's give it another go. You know, technically, Triz, you were born in 80. 80. I, could be your dad. I was born in 60. I mean, a lot of people have children at age 20. You want me to be your dad? You want to hug? Would you mind? You want to do it on air or you I, want to wait till we close the mics? Can we do both? <laughs> well, uh, 
did you um was there did he respond was there any further yeah like we've sent probably six or seven messages and then That's cool. the last message i sent him was probably four days ago and he hasn't responded when's the last time you physically saw him physically saw him probably uh my cousin's wedding maybe geez i'll probably be wrong covid messed up my time understanding sure. six years Sometimes ago six seven years ago that was there that was in Florida. Okay. Yeah. And he's still in Cali. Still in Cali. Rocking out. So and what? Rocking out. Rocking out. Playing his music. And, and has yeah. been there for a long time. Yeah, my whole life. He's definitely lived in like the same, you know, very nice suburb of San Francisco. So Wow. Marin County. Man. I'm gonna say that house is appreciated. Oh God. Jeez. Like he lives I think with his longtime girlfriend, I guess is what they would call that, common law wife. But I mean, definitely, definitely in the millions of dollars. And it's just be, a man. normal little, yeah. you know, right. Like, like yeah. happened in Jersey. It didn't get into the sure. millions, but dad, dad bought the house, I think in 19, I know in 19, I don't know. I believe it was 59 ish right in there. And, um, for $19,000 and you know, that house is probably worth half a mil now. It's crazy how that now are you, your dad's only child? Yes. Okay. Yeah. And my mom's and your mom's. Yeah. Only one. They really lucked out. Broke the mold. Broke the mold and, and said, let's Well, I wish stop. you luck with that. I mean, I hope it does work out. Thanks, man. That's, yeah, that's a lot. I do too, with. but it's, I don't know. You know, it, it's just tough because it's, especially because we're bi-coastal. So he's across the country and it's, you know, I don't ever see him. So it's not right. like we can hash this out over playing around a golf or, or, you know, going out to a diner. I mean, it's, we got to work it out long distance. And the nice thing about that is there's not a lot of room for arguments but when you have one, it's... So I don't think there's really any part of me that's a romantic. I think I did one kind of cool thing when I engaged in my wife. Too, too long a story. I'll tell that another time. But here's a thought. You and Laura, or you and I, you get on a plane unannounced, you find the little club that he's playing at, and you show up in the audience on a Saturday night at a gig of his. That'd be pretty cool. I mean... If in, he blew you off after that, theory, then he's just kind of... Well... <laughs> I mean, here's my thing, and this is maybe me being a little bitch, but I feel like he should make a trip unannounced. You know what I mean? And this is where you as a dad may be looking at it differently than me as a son without kids. But I sort of feel like, man, you know, when he's 95 years old at the end of his life, he's going to wish he'd been a better dad sure. more than I'm going to wish that I'd been a better son. Okay. That's that's fair. I think that's pretty good analysis. Yeah. And yeah. so as much as, you know, again, man, I love him to death. Would love to have a good relationship, but I don't want to, you know, n- I, no, nobody wants that. to you know be in a dysfunctional relationship essentially with anybody or anything right. if you can help it. And, you know, you got to protect your happiness, man. Yeah. Well, that's, a, that's a fair way to look at it. Tristan, I don't know how the hell we do this, but it looks like we're about killed another hour. Holy shit. Um, do you have a bit... No, I didn't do a bit, but I did just in a hurry pull off some actual reviews off of Apple oh, on the way down. So, for a while. Yeah, so I, I pulled off some actual reviews. So let's shout out to our sponsors who we didn't mention that much no, today. To. So yeah, I'd really like to uh, go into detail and thank Bad Wolf Gaming, who is now hosting us here. And uh, it's always good to see Dan when you walk in. What a cool, clean place here. With that big smile on his face. Oh, wait. <laughs> Dan, not a big smiler. I think he did smile when he saw me. Maybe yeah. you're the problem. Oh, it could be me. I, I think I, you're the I, I issue. Yeah. So, Seven Eleven Chestnut Street here in Berea. All the cool, fun stuff like Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, geez, all the cool Yu-Gi-Oh, Yu-Gi-Oh card yeah. games and Magic and man, 
all that cool fun stuff. Rooms that you can spot. rent and, and, and play games, which is definitely cool. Yeah, yeah now, and we're in one. Yeah, we're in one right now, and it hopefully cool. the sound is pretty good. So, yeah, so thanks to Dan. Thanks to Bad Wolf Gaming. Give him a call at 859-646-6061 if you're in town, swing by. Uh, my buddy Aaron at Berea Pond. We didn't mention Aaron at all this show. Usually we make try to make half the show about Aaron. Yeah. So And now that we're going to be able to hopefully – Sound a little guests. better? We'll, we'll oh, and have guests, in. yes. Yeah, so we'll bring him in and do a little chat. And then I thought, to, too, uh, our buddy Brandon, uh, he should come in and do a show. Because I was thinking I'd like to do a trans show to talk about some of the stuff that was on last week tonight. But I was like, I don't know if you and I need to be the only ones talking about Last week tonight? John, John Oliver, Oliver show? Did a, tra- a show? Did a show about, like, basically, like, oh, kids. I need to watch that. Yeah. It was good. Like, trans kids, essentially. Yeah. And sort of the messaging from Republicans versus the reality. And I learned a lot. I was like, holy shit. Oh, you always do watching him. Yeah. He's amazing, Because, man. yeah, a lot of the sort of the narrative about trans kids is sort of they're just, they're seven years old and they want a sex change. And all these liberal parents are just, you know, chomping at the bit to do it and. Which is just kind of nonsense. And I, was I like, honestly no. don't know if anybody on television does what John Oliver does, which is he takes a subject, devotes 20 minutes to it, obviously does a lot of research, comes with knowledge, but it makes you laugh throughout it. Exactly. Yeah, such a talented human being. Crazy. And didn't see it at all on The Daily Show. Liked him well enough, but man, to what yeah, he's he doing took now. A, yeah, he took another step. Unbelievable. Yeah. I guess Mar does that a bit with his closing monologues. But a bit. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, so Aaron at Berea Pond, man, thank you so much. And we can't wait to have you in. Um, buckshotandled.com. Uh, Aaron is at 107 Clay Drive in Berea in the old IGA building. If you're here from town, if you're out of town again, that's buckshotandled.com. They're putting out a bunch of decorative Christmas stuff now. So if you want like it's a cool website, I've been on it. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. a lot of good stuff for Christmas cheap. So like, you know, like cheaper than big lots, you go get some cool decorations. They've got the lights that you put in front of your house, the projector lights. Like if you don't oh, want yeah. to put yeah. lights yeah. over yeah. your whole house. Sure. But it takes two minutes and you get lights. I've used them for a couple of years. Big man, fan. Great. Yeah. So, I mean, so, why not? It's so much freaking easier. So, yeah. So check doing out the Clark Griswold. Oh, thing. my God. So, yeah. Check out our buddy Aaron and Bree Pond. Um, Nate, Stove Leg Media, thank you so much for everything you do. Now, Nate, I will give you a hard time because Nate does so much good stuff for us through Stove Leg. But he sends me a text this week that he doesn't want to download the show for us anymore. He wants us to start January 1st because as... Folks know that, listen, you and I aren't the most technical of folks. Astute. But I will say, he did give me the best response I've ever gotten. Oh, yeah. He, 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 he sends this <laughs> out. He says, starting January 1st, I'm going to need you guys to start downloading the show yourselves. And I, I thought, okay, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll figure it out. And, and his response to that is, but I'm not charging you any extra. And I thought, well, that's great, Nate. Thank you so much for not charging us extra for less. So Nate, we do love you, but that that was that was classic and, and that was good good stuff. That's funny. so thank you to, to all you do, Nate, and we will apologize for the first few shows downloaded in January. Is something will be wrong? Yeah, but um, but we'll we'll uh, we'll get through it and we'll figure it out. So some, uh, do you want to do a joke of the day? Or I, feel want some like reviews? I, I feel like I'm starting to repeat jokes because these are the real short, cute ones. I think I've told this one. Do you know why? <laughs> Brought to you by Maria Pond. Do you know why horses are bad dancers? I do not. They have two left feet. <laughs> hey, pretty good. I, I promise I'll come up with some better jokes. I don't recall that one. I okay. think that's a new one. So nice. So what, what I'm doing here in an effort to get you guys to actually review us online, because again, there's nothing better you can do for us than give us a review. And we appreciate it. Five as, stars. As we're reading actual five-star reviews uh, today from uh, from Apple. So at dbones44 writes, this podcast makes me racist against podcasters. 
Five stars. That's kind of sad. I like it. Yeah. Ray, can you even be racist against podcasters? Uh, I don't know. Maybe it depends on the ethnicity of the Anyway. So at Windy City people, 1982. What? Guess our ethnicity just on how we sound. I don't think so. Okay. Maybe. We talk so darn good. It would be tough to figure out our <laughs> ethnics. So at Windy City 1982 writes, since you're not in the studio anymore, at least your audio quality matches your content. Oh, uh, that was shitty, but accurate. Uh, you know, we miss you, Troy. Um, at Small Head Girl BC writes, it is said that the greatest glory in living lies not in never failing, but rising every time you fall. I'm amazed at how you guys come back after every episode. Oh, thanks. Five stars. <laughs> five stars, indeed. Uh, you do appreciate that they they write with the five stars, so we'll read it, and yeah. then it's also Way in. Yeah. sometimes mean. At Super Dave Stud writes, little known fact, Meatloaf was actually singing about listening to your podcast. Hashtag, I won't do that. Oh, <laughs> nice. I would have thought that predated our podcast, but yeah. maybe not. I thought that was from the 80s. Uh, at Doja Cat Forever writes, Forrest Gump famously said life is like a box of chocolates, except the parts of life when you're listening to Extreme Common Sense Podcast. Those parts are like a box of shit. Oh. F you, Forrest. Screw you. You know, I, mean, I like that movie, and you've ruined it for me. All right. Well, there you go. Hey, Actual reviews. All right, you can ask for review. reviews. And we I appreciate mean, the honesty. Somebody will write something nice. Yeah. Check us out on Facebook and, uh, yeah, write something nice. Yeah, we appreciate I mean, that. Why is so, everybody so mean? They are mean, man. But, Bastards. Uh, thank you to everybody. You named them all. So Daniel and Nasa and Aaron and Robin and Troy and his significant other and Nate and his significant other. They're all helping us. We appreciate Not as much as they used folks. to, damn it, but. <laughs> it's, it's like everybody wants They're us to be us out there. They, everybody wants the training wheels off, and I they want do. bigger training wheels. <laughs> we we, <laughs> we do so not funny. want this. Oh, all right, Tris. Till next week. All right, cross your fingers on this audio. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. See you, brother. Take care, Ray. Thanks for listening to Extreme Common Sense with Tristan and Ray. We hope you had fun and look forward to taking on another topic next week.